0: This is the OHL and sixty podcast. I'm Reese Demani, along with Colin Ward, and it is a very exciting episode. Finally here, Wardy. Week one of the OHL yeah. season is ready to go. Just two days away from opening night. Uh, Wardy, you're pumped? Let's get fired
1: up. I'm fired up. Hey, as we used to say about the Muskegon Lumberjacks, get jacked. <laughs> get jacked. As my headphones fall off, yeah, but yeah, man. all jacked up, ready to go. Let's go, big one Thursday night. Thursday night, couple more sleeps. Yeah, and then, uh, happy New Year. Very much uh, so. Well, it I has that it.
0: feeling, doesn't it? Happy New Year for sure. When we when we didn't have to wait for God knows how long for a season to start, it was just a regular off season, a little bit shorter yeah. than usual.
1: But this is like our first like good. off like full regular first, season off season. Yeah. Like, that's technically year one of play. Yeah, Yeah,
0: because we got all of two months. We got months until they shut it
1: down. Would we get two weeks before playoffs? Something like that. That was tough. Yeah. That was tough, but that's a long time ago. But uh,
0: what? We got through it, right? Look at us. We're still standing. Oh, yeah. No issues here.
1: Yeah, a couple championships. Not a big
0: deal. Big time. Yep. That was great. Reliving oh, the glory days, eh?
1: Yeah, oh. as I get an as I get a notification, two nothing Yankees on the Jays. Mm. I mean, I'm not a Jays fan, hey, so that doesn't hey, concern don't, me. But... Don't pitch to judge this series. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, Outer, walk him every respect, time.
1: Out of respect yeah. to Miguel Cabrera and the Detroit Tigers, when the Yankees didn't pitch to Miguel Cabrera back in April.
0: I just where, don't want him to win pick, the
1: triple crown. Can you imagine? How he is mad, not man. the
0: hitter Miguel Cabrera is. He's Everyone thinks he, think is, he is, but he is not. Gonna
1: Yankee fans are going to be so mad if the Jays don't pitch to Judge. I think I'd laugh. Sounds I like think them like, problems. Yeah, I'd laugh. Oh, well, I mean, look at Aaron Boone.
0: Oh, that's an issue, not an issue me. So,
1: yeah. Well, what, what was this quote about Miguel Cabrera not pitching Miguel Cabrera? We'll let's say that. Just mock it. He's irrelevant. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, uh, Big news. All right just to kind of line
0: up the show for you here, we'll run through the headlines of the day Uh, as well. We had a couple Twitter polls up this past week. So we'll run through those quickly and then segment two, no guests this week, unfortunately, (laughs) but there's a lot to get to. So we're good with it. Um, Yeah. The preseason OHL media poll will be released obviously sometime before the season starts, whether or not you read it before hearing this different story, but we'll kind of go through that, go through who we have and, which players we think are gonna be outstanding, which teams we think are gonna be outstanding. We'll go through that in segment number two. Segment number three, of course, as always, during the regular season. The
1: return of the featured game. Yeah, it's week. a fun one for the fun show. One this week too. Fun one yeah. this week, too. A lot of storylines going into it on opening night. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: we're pumped for it.
1: So uh without further ado,
0: get to the headlines, and we gotta start with the newest show guest big moment for jorian donovan yes what yeah he signs his three-year entry-level contract with the ottawa senators not a big deal just take a moment round of applause for jorian congratulations hey
1: Hey. you know what welcome to the 925 club what the nine two five club, the entry level. Uh, oh,
0: I get what you're saying. It's a bit. That's a big that was deal. Seven forty seven. You
1: know. Ready for takeoff? Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: This is this is cool. As as Maddie Rose said, hashtag the effect. He yeah. comes on our show and gets his entry level deal.
1: Oh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. 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 You know. Uh, I'd like to say we it. had like
0: one and a half percent say in that. That's about but it. But we definitely,
1: we definitely had like 0.00%. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, reality, but... we had a big fat zero. But hey, I know some of, I know Joel had some of the Belleville senators there as you oh, know, yeah. in working for the senators. We had some listens from up there. So shout out to the Belleville guys. But Possibly could have had a 0.1%. You never know. We'll make t-shirts. The effect. 0.1%. <laughs> oh, we got to do that. 0.1%. Get your uh, t-shirts today at OHLand60.com. Yeah, we got to do that. That's not a bad That'd idea. That'd be a good one.
0: Yeah. That'd By the way, shout out to you for finding toques. You're you're hyping them up pretty,
1: pretty nicely. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a toque here. That one came in. I'll look for it during the segment. All right. The commercial. All the commercial right. I'll look for it. All right. I'm down. Somewhere. I just can't see it in my Yeah, that's all right. Deal. Vision.
0: No big deal. You're probably blinded by all the uh championship memorabilia from the Detroit Red Wings, so that's okay.
1: Ah, yeah, right up behind me. I got the yeah. banner. Then hey, then the Denver Broncos beside me too. Iffy we ify iffy Monday night yeah. fo- or Sunday night football game, but hey, wins a win. Hey man, I was how to, dri- how to drive.
0: Man, I was they close. Drive. That Steelers Patriots game, I was close. I guess 20 to 17 for the Steelers. Pats won 17 14. So I got the Pats score right. It's yes. just the Steelers sucked too much.
1: Yeah. Hey, that week one win against Cincinnati, like that's a, you missed, yeah. missed the race. Pret- We're pretenders. <laughs> well, you know what's tough? You know what's tough? Like Mitch Trubisky's our quarterback. Everyone, well, until after American Thanksgiving, yeah. once uh, U.S. Thanksgiving's over. I could be the guy. Yeah. hundred would be over. Yeah.
0: But that I got to find that hat yeah. though. Yeah. After no big step. deal. We'll run through the headlines, get through the polls and then we'll be good. It's all yeah. good. All good man. Oh, what else we got? Uh, an affiliation announcement, uh, ice dogs and Brantford 99ers that we, t- we, we talked to Darren about that when he was yes. on the show to kind of see where his head was at. And of course, at the time it's new. I'm sure that wasn't the first thing he was thinking, which is what we kind of talked about before and after the interview, but you know, it's it's made official. Ice Dogs and 99ers are now affiliated. Uh Just kind of read a quote here from Darren DeDobler. He says, we are pleased to announce our 2022-2023 affiliation with the Brantford 99ers in the OJHL. Uh, the Niagara Ice Dogs this season have now acquired three players for draft picks who are players of the Brantford 99ers. So that kind of helps with it. Um, yeah. As there's no better place to develop than in the OJHL as the league does it right, advancing players to the highest level of hockey. So, of course, Brantford, dude, Brant, Norfolk, Haldeman, dude. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Kind of saw it coming. Um, but uh, yeah, made official uh, on September
1: 21st, to be yeah, specific. Yeah. And hey, if. I know that's tough for Niagara because they were so close affiliation. Previous affiliation was so close, but I, it's going to happen. New ownership. And believe it or not, there's a positive direction going on here with Niagara Ice Dogs. I know there's a little bit of right side media, left side media. There's some differences, but believe it or not, it's it's been an off season. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a Niagara Ice Dogs fan, you got to be feeling more confident going into this year's season than last year this time. Yeah. You have to be. I agree. It's not even close. I don't even think it's close. And hey, by the way, remember that because the one Twitter poll was a good one. And the Niagara Ice Dogs were a very uh, big lead in that yeah. Twitter poll. So that's a big one. Yeah.
0: Uh, also, a couple of commitments. Mike Levin uh, commits to the London Knights. Um, the Sioux Greyhounds. Brody McConnell Barker agrees. Uh, to go to
1: the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Yeah, with his brother Bryce. Yeah, defenseman, yeah. Brody.
0: Yeah, that's pre- that was pretty cool to see. Yeah,
1: he was good on that London Junior Ice team last season.
0: Uh, Kitchener native, Kyle Morey commits to the Kitchener Rangers, so staying close to home, able to live at home. A lot more comfort Yeah, uh, heading into his first year in the Ontario Hockey League.
1: Kitchener got him via trade with Owen
0: Sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, just 100 just <laughs> 153 ohl players were in attendance at rookie camps uh in the national hockey league 116 wow, of those moving on to main camp that's pretty good decent it is yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure uh just to name a, a couple of guys ethan cardwell with the san jose sharks Uh, Brant Clark, of course, with the Kings, Tyson Forster with the Flyers. Uh, We go down the list here. Jamie Drysdale, former -er, OHLer, of course, with the Anaheim Ducks. You know, we talk go on and on, it just keeps building. I mean, look at this list of
1: Hamilton Bulldogs. You know what we need that got to that level. You know what we need, but now that the Super Series is done, the CHL Russia Series is probably done. Yeah, unfortunately, we need, we need an all-star game between leagues. Oh yeah, big time. We need an all-star game between leagues. That'd be That'd so be awesome. Like you, I know, don't know if
0: we could do WHL Q and the O, but definitely get the Western Conference against the Eastern Conference back, like that. Yeah, we never. Not that we never had the chance to go see one because we were around when the OHL yeah. had one, but you know we weren't at the age where we really cared. I know what's going on. Yeah, right? It's Whereas now, like, all right, we'd love to see that. And like you said, you get the top prospects game, but the Canada-Russia Sears, I always enjoyed watching. And yeah. with that probably no longer being a thing anymore, um, yeah, let's get that All-Star game back
1: for sure. Yeah, that'd be right on. I mean, and also it'd be, it would be so cool that, like, you imagine last year. Well, this year too, why Johnston comes back to Windsor, which I imagine if he doesn't make Dallas, he's got to come back. So Johnston, like, that would be really cool. That would be exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Guys like that are going against, like, Connor Bernard. That'd be yeah. wild. Yeah. Like, last year, McTavish yeah, Connor Bernard tour. Yeah. Yeah, everyone wants to see Bernard this year. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, couple of minutes left. Wardy, get to those Twitter, Twitter polls, polls before we hit the break.
1: Yeah, so here we go with the Twitter polls as I accidentally click it off. Oh, here we go. So, <laughs> which team are you most excited to see this season based off this week's CHL Power Rankings? And by the way, the Power Rankings, in case you missed it, Three in the top 10 from the OHL, one honorable mention that being the Owen Sound Attack, Guelph Flint, Mississauga, and then Owen Sound other comment. So on the comments, we had some Peter Burrells, we had some Sarnias, uh drawing some blanks. We had a London. We had a kit, we had some Kitcheners, right? Yeah. So um, but the leader out of that one, that 38%, and we got a whopping 88 votes on that one, Mississauga narrowing out 38% to 29%. Owen sound second Flint third, Guelph fourth. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean,
0: tough to argue with that Mississauga vote. I mean, James Richmond, just his team's compete. It's, it's tough for to count Mississauga out, especially when we haven't played any games yet. And I mean, yeah, they fell off. Hamilton kind of took over the Eastern conference, took that lead ahead of Mississauga who had a pretty decent lead, uh, in the conference, but, uh, uh yeah, just it James Richmond knows how to do it. He does it properly. For sure. And uh yeah, Mississauga like talk about Luca Del Belbelu's coming back. You talk about back coming back. It's it's gonna be good. And as I foreshadowed to Colin Ward's OHL media. The coach, smile comes this is uh, a smile comes out. Yeah. It. We'll we'll get into Luca Del Belbelu's for sure. But uh yeah, no, I like I like those results and I like the honorable mention from the Owen Sound attack. I mean, we're, we'll talk about it in segment two, but that's gonna be one of the most competitive divisions we've seen in a while. Like the <laughs> the Midwest be competitive? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a thing, I think. Wow. Yeah. Who yeah. would have thought? Right? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. No, but I think I think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that there's a chance that five out of the top seven teams are from the Midwest division. Yeah. That's how good we think it's going to be. Um Sorry, just, too big. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Here he yeah. needs to have a Erie, for sure. Yeah. Needs um, poll on number the, two, Colin.
1: Yeah, on to the next one. So this was our second and final poll of the week, and it's a big one. Which team that did not make the playoffs last year in the OHL will be the most improved this year? Niagara, Saginaw, Sudbury, or Erie? That's where Niagara took the whopping win in that one, 44%. Mm-hmm. And then there was a tie for second between Saginaw and Sudbury, then Erie at... 14%, but Sega, Sudbury, 21%, Niagara, 44%. I mean, it's hard to argue that with the moves Niagara's made. They're definitely better. They're definitely the most improved team out of that, but Sudbury's going to be good. Just going to be interested to see how their defense looks. Yeah, Erie, you expect Erie, I would think, out of that, has the most pressure at the start of the year. Yeah. This week, the next two weeks, there's a lot of pressure on the Erie Otters after mm-hmm. last season. They have to have a good start. Yeah, tough to have a good start. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And of course you get Saginaw spirit and you get number one overall pick the exceptional, uh, Michael Misa hashtag show guest. Not a big deal.
1: Hey, yeah. Welcome to the club, Michael. Uh, yeah. But, and you know, sorry, quick. One more thing on that. We had a good talk with a source, big 10 source. We can say <laughs> had a good talk about this. Hopefully there's not too much pressure on Michael Misa. If you're a Saginaw fan, you got to remember he's 15 years old. Don't expect him to have the McDavid numbers. I mean, you, there's a lot of pressure on the kid. 15 mm-hmm. years old, you got billboards in Saginaw going up. You have thousands of people up for your press conference. Like, there's a lot of pressure on the kid. You got to remember he's just 15 years old. And let's have realistic expectations for yeah. Mike Lisa coming into the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good point, Wardy. So we end out segment number one. Head to commercial break. When we come back, OHL preseason media poll will be released, obviously, before the season starts. That's why it's called the preseason media poll. But
1: uh, We'll let you know our picks.
0: Yeah, we will discuss it. We'll let you know who we think is going to be awesome, who we think may not be so awesome, and who our (laughs) pick is for the OHL champion this season. So all of that is coming up after this on the OHL in 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the OHL in 60 podcast. The link tree, of course, always up there. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, there was a problem with Apple and I reached out to them and they had a nasty email. Just kidding. I just told them that we haven't seen the last couple shows. So that was about it. They fixed it. So, uh, yeah, that was good. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're on uh, all your favorite podcast yeah. platforms. So make sure you hit up Linktree and, of course, a link to our website as well. Uh, articles up there from the playoffs last season as well. Joel Vanderland, really good job. If you haven't read any of the stuff, what he's doing with the Belleville Senators or anything that he has written for us, make yeah. sure you do it because it's awesome. Uh, again, at the OHL in 60 podcast. Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. Now to the fun part of the show. No, there's no guest. You still get to listen to Colin and I.
1: Oh, by the way, you saw the toque. Yeah, toque. Shout out saw to the, the toque. toque.
0: The toque looks good. Colin Wards is stretched like a lot because he put it over his headset. But like uh, the outdoor game. Yeah. Now we up. need another outdoor game just to wear those. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Big yeah.
1: Nice style in the league. Oh my nice oh, yeah. swag.
0: All day. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sick toques.
1: Yeah. You might post a Perfect. picture
0: if you want one. Let us know. Yeah, seasoned. yeah, we'll do that.
1: Yeah,
0: um, all right. Yeah, time to chat all things preseason media poll. And it's funny we kind of pulled ours up from last year about what we had you know, for the two thousand twenty one two thousand twenty two season. Colin Ward's was a little bit closer than mine. I thought mine had a really good chance to happen um, at the start <laughs> of the year, which
1: that's the thing though going into that's this why season. I picked
0: it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it did not happen. But. It was, it, it was fun to look back. So I think, what do you want to start with Colin? I We're going to, we're going to talk about, we like looking back. So I guess we won't look too much into it. Uh, Colin Ward, who did you have in the conference finals and the, or in the finals and OHL champion last year? Who were your
1: picks at the beginning of the year? So I had the London Knights and quite frankly, London Knights were close. I mean, they just missed out on Ace McTavish and perhaps, the OHL championship came down to the trade deadline. We'll remember yeah. that of this year's trade deadline, who the top player available is. How important it is to get that player. Because last year it was very important. Hamilton Bulldogs get Mason McTavish. They outbid the London Knights. Obviously, remember that that trade fell through with Peterborough. Mm-hmm. That three te- that three-team deal, Sudbury, Peterborough, London, where Stillman was going to London, didn't go through. So then Stillman now and Peterborough, where Peterborough will be strong this year, but yeah, the London Knights versus the Hamilton Bulldogs I had in the OHL finals. I had the London Knights winning that one because I thought the London Knights were going to make the moves, but it was the Hamilton Bulldogs that made the moves, and yeah. it, it proved costly for them. Like It worked for them. Uh, me,
0: I had one of the same. I had the London Knights representing the Western Conference, but I had the Kingston Frontenac's as the Eastern Conference representative. And again, how, how could you not? Shane Wright going into his yeah. draft year, you expect him to have a big year. And I think for a lot of people, you were disappointed in kind of what you saw yeah. from Shane Wright throughout the year. And I mean, we we kind of talked about this, you know, every time that Kingston came to Hamilton because we were obviously going to be there to watch Shane Wright. I mean, how do you yeah. miss that opportunity? But, you know, it just, yeah. just seemed at times against one of the best teams, which turned out to be, the best team by far in the Ontario hockey league. You know, he really wasn't there. there. You know, the ice time wasn't there for whatever reason. He wasn't really at his best. I mean he had a beauty of a goal against the Bulldogs (laughs) this season. Nice snipe. But other than that, really it was it was kind of underwhelming. Uh, from what we saw from mm-hmm. him in Hamilton. But, I mean, coming into the season, you could totally see the London Knights, Kingston, Frontenacs uh, in the OHL Finals. I mean, two great goalies. You had Merrill uh for the Frontenacs. You had Brochu for the Knights. Like, you clearly saw that could be a really good goaltending matchup in the Finals, but yeah. obviously didn't happen. I had the Spitfires winning their division, so made good on that. But, uh, yeah, I didn't have them going to the OHL Finals. And, Thank God they did and thank God the Hamilton Bulldogs did because we got seven really entertaining games. Yes, in we the did. First season back from COVID. So, that that was good. Uh, I'm glad those two teams uh, ended up making it. All right. Uh this year's preseason media
1: poll. And, you start with uh, the players?
0: Yeah, we'll start with the players. We'll kind of talk about where we think teams are kind of going to kind of land as division winners, conference winners, and uh, OHL champion. But, uh, yeah, we'll start with players. And category number one, which player will
1: lead the league in scoring? Do you want me to go first for this one? Yeah, you can go first. So for me, from, from the Guelph Storm, if he returns, Sasha Pastajoff. Pastajoff just getting suspension, so you'll miss a couple first couple games. But Pastajoff, in my opinion, I mean... Last year he showcased his ability. He can he can fill nets with pucks, ASAP. Like he doesn't waste mm-hmm. no time. It's a really good release, good shot, good with the puck, um, good hockey IQ, and that's big for goal scoring, right? He gets scoring chances. Obviously, at the end of the year, the production wasn't there as it was at the first half of the season, but he still got scoring chances and goal scorers, as long as you're getting scoring chances that's all that matters. Because eventually the goals are going to come for guys like that. And I think this year Sasha, Sasha off. he's an older player now in the league, going to get more opportunity. job, in my opinion, he's my guy for the leading score. Yeah, I like that move. Uh Guelph Storm, like
0: it, it that division's going to have to score. The winner of that division is going to score a lot of goals. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I like that pick. Uh for me, I'm I'm gonna stay in hamilton i'm going avery hayes uh he's like gonna be that. an overager, obviously the o2 born from westland michigan michigan let's go go blue or go home but uh yeah <laughs>
1: the buck as a show off a uh, ohio state buckeyes nation t-shirt i got on
0: yeah a- avery hayes was second in in team scoring and points wise, I should say last year to shocker Logan Morrison. And those two are just going to lead the way offensively. Same for thing, the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh Avery Hayes led the team in goals. He had 41 uh, in 66. It just, he's going to be at the top of the lineup and he's going to be on the ice for a lot of goals for the Bulldogs this season, much like Morrison, you know, Morrison had more assists. He had 66 assists. So maybe you see a lot of, you know, a lot of dishing from Morrison to Hayes and of course, vice versa as well. But you're going to see a lot of that combination uh, in on a lot of goals for the Hamilton Bulldogs this season. And again, we're you know, Reed Duffy is probably the most excited that we've talked to about the Hamilton Bulldogs. And you, and you look <laughs> at the season they had following their 2018 championship. The team following their 2022 championship is miles ahead. Of what that team was in 2018 2019 like there is a much better squad returning this year than we saw in that follow-up year from the 2018 team which is why i think they're going to be near the top again whether or not they're first or in the top two winning their division but they're going to be competitive i see them in the top five and that's going to be because avery hayes is going to score a lot of goals so he's my pick
1: big time he's going to score a ton i mean such a good skater too at the puck, short-handed goals as well. He's a threat. I mean, last mm-hmm. year they were a threat short-handed a lot of games, so that's a that's a definitely a good pick, and that's exciting. I mean, Hamilton's going to be good. Um, how good we'll see. The starts big for them. Their starts big, but it's they're definitely they're the champ, and you got to knock the champ off if you're Mississauga yeah. in the East. Who will be the league's best goaltender, Colin? Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. So I had. Two for this one, but I had one in two just to make it easy for the OHL. Because for Josh Sweetland, get... way to yeah. go, way to make his yeah. life hard.
0: At a boy yeah. calling,
1: <laughs> I had one and then two. So, what <laughs> Nick Shinar, I think, Owen Sound, obviously, I think Owen Sound's going to be really good. Um, capability for them, they're going to score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they have good defense. Um, they're going to keep pucks out of their net. Nick Schonard last year in the playoffs was very underrated. He was very good in that Flint series and down the stretch for them. He was very good. They have two good goaltenders there. No one sounds. It's going to be interesting to see how they split the time up. If Chouinard, if Chouinard a guy, which I imagine he is, I think he has a big year and Chouinard my pick because Hey, I think in that division, there's going to be a lot of goals, but whoever can keep the puck out of the net, the best yeah. is going to win. Yep. And and you had my number two, you had my yeah, number yeah. two And. Currently, he's the king in the OHL, mm-hmm. so you've got to knock him off. Similar to what we said about the Hamilton Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, Brett Brochu is uh, my first sentence in in this is why not go back to back, right? Yeah, it's it, it's Brett, Brett Brochu. Yeah, it's and and I noted this. It's what what's his workload like? Because it's not like he's coming into this season where he's got you know two very capable backups in Flores and Onishka. It, yeah. we're not looking at that so it, in a situation like this you think oh crap he's gonna play more yeah but no, that's not necessarily the case because we saw what happened last year and I I think I think they learned a lot from that the London Knights front office yeah. coaching staff I think they learned a lot from that um you know maybe not having brochu play.
1: You can't games, play in the first 15 weekend games. early on in the year. Yeah, yeah, they, you can't play in the exactly. first 15 games of the season. I mean, it's October. The championship isn't won in October, but it's lost mm-hmm. in October. And the injury with Brochu, unfortunately, was lost. Yeah. It obviously it wasn't in October, but if Brochu's if Brochu's healthy in that kitchener series, London's in the conference final last year against the yeah. Windsor Spitfires. I agree. But in the conference final, Brochu Brochu'd clearly wasn't healthy in that series. I watched Brochu on Friday night against the Otters at Budweiser Gardens and shoes movement was a lot better, side to side now, more aggressive. Where in the series against Kitchener, it was limited movement. Mm-hmm. Try to limit, and the Kitchener Rangers knew that, and you saw the Kitchener Rangers crashing that a lot. They hit the playoffs, right? Let's go, it's yeah. Hockey, but he looks a lot better movement wise. You can tell he's fully healthy now. But the London Knights desperately need to stabilize him and get him. Almost like a load management. Because the London Knights, obviously that division is tough to do that this year. But last year when they were up five or six points there, why is he playing? Why is he playing the second game on a back-to-back? Yeah. Doesn't have to. And then all of a sudden when Owen Flores went in, you kind of left him out to dry because he had no experience. Mm-hmm. So that's something there where they need to clean that up. And that hurt them last year. That hurt them. Yeah. Um, you might They might not admit it, but that hurt them. That definitely hurt their chances with their number one goalie top goalie in the Ontario Hockey League last year I mean arguably Marco Costantini was pretty good but you gotta you gotta make sure he's got the rest there in October you can't play him 10 15 straight games you gotta mix it up here because you need your backup to come through for you and last year when Brochu went down we saw a decline so this year you kind of got to manage that yeah yeah and I'm interested to see if he if he uh fixes those holes we
0: saw in his game you know a lot of pucks were going through him yeah so that that's another big adjustment that it's it's important to look at that early on in the year to see hey have those holes between his arms and his body have those closed up
1: yes, that's a big question too yeah
0: who is the league's or who will be
1: the league's best defenseman so this was a stretch for me. But I think this team's going to be very good. And it, believe it or not, I agree with them in the rankings, <laughs> in the CHL rankings, believe it or not. Cam Allen. I mean, why not Cam Allen? Cam Allen, to me, reminds me of what Sam Dickinson's going to be next year, um, what Jamie Drysdale was, what Evan mm-hmm. Bouchard was. I think Cam Allen, he's. I think it's his to lose. Obviously, there's going to be a bunch of good young defensemen. Um in the Ontario Hockey League this year. But I think Allen's really going to take that step. Him and Bushinger, singer his teammate as well, is going to be good. He played really good last year. Older player now drafted. I think that's a big one. But I think Cam Allen, best defenseman, is an uh, under, underage guy, an undrafted guy, 17-year-old. It's a stretch. It's a stretch mm-hmm. to put it, but I just think Allen's going to be, when you look at Guelph's defense, Allen's going to be a 17-year-old top two defenseman. And if Guelph's going to be good, your top two defenseman is going to be near the top in the league. So, if you're going to be good, let's see it. Cam Allen.
0: Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I mean, he he's high on Bob McKenzie's list. Uh, yeah. you know he's going to be a top talent for this for this year's draft. Ooh, you know star. he's going to be a part of that top prospects game out west. Uh, yeah, I like that pick, Colin. For me i was going with show guest. Not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> out of North Bay, Ty Nelson. Uh, I really liked his game last year. You know, unofficial rookie year uh, in the OHL, if you want to call it that. If he gets his full two years in the Ontario Hockey League, he probably gets drafted a little bit higher than, than he did. But still, uh, quite an accomplishment for him. You know, I, I I look at 51 points. He was a plus 24. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. the North Bay Battalion—they were a really good team. They had really good goaltending, so that helped a lot with that plus-minus. But that—that's where the questions come in in this year. Is Ty Nelson's going to be one of the leaders of that team? He's going to have to step up. He's going to have to, you know, bring that physicality from the back end because he is going to be one of the more experienced guys for the North Bay Battalion. He's coming off his first NHL camp. You know, Seattle really likes him. There's a lot of hype. At least there should be yeah there uh, should for be. for his future uh, in professional hockey but you no know, i I look at him in, in your first year you, you get fifty one points as a as a rookie defenseman pretty solid and, and you're plus twenty four I know you're on a good team but that that that's still very positive so I like to tell ty nelson uh for for defenseman of the year and he's gonna he's gonna have to score he's cool. gonna have to provide a lot of offense from the blue that's what the
1: outwater drink yeah Outwater trade is kind of a head-scratcher to me because I thought Outwater's going to have a pretty big role this year with North Bay with the mm. departures of their key guys. There were veterans for them. And getting Nelson to step up on the back end, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know who also I want to mention who's under the radar? And if he gets sent back by the Anaheim Ducks, Pavel Mintikoff, Saginaw Spirit. Yeah. Top pick in the draft. Anaheim's loaded on the back end. Obviously, he does have the AHL... Eligibility net being a Euro. But if he goes back to Saginaw, look out. Because that's a name there, highly skilled, very good last year. looked very good in the games I saw him. I think that's another option too. If he's back and also Kyrie as well with the Erie Otters, that's a big one. But there's a few guys there that are going to be in the mix. And the defensive – or it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of goals from the back end this year. Mm-hmm. Which –
0: for people who covered
1: Nathan Staus last year, you enjoy that. Ooh, I the Bulldogs and shots. Yeah, I yeah. love the Bulldogs and shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I don't uh, forget
1: its name too, Gavin White as well. Gavin White might set. Might he might get into that Nathan Staus role this year? Mm-hmm. We saw him in the final score a big goal in game, five? No, game four in Windsor. The game Hamilton won when he scored late. And Misak tipped it, but White got the puck through. I think it was game four, but. Look for him to create offense on the back end as well. Yeah. Who will be the league's top rookie? <laughs> well, since the draft, we've been on this train. Um, he's bounced around. He's in our yeah. league. Let's go, Sam. Yeah, rookie. we're both. Yeah, we're both in the same boat here. Yeah. Honestly, Friday he didn't even play a good game against the Erie Otters for his standards, and he was still looked like a nineteen-year-old out there at sixteen. What a player. What a player. If you're a London Knights fan, you're going to have a 16 year old that's going to be like Victor Mate was when he came up. He's going to play top four minutes. He's that good. Um, you're looking at a guy that's going to be there for three seasons and then out. Like, yeah. He's he's a star. He's a star. And uh, it's exciting. He's got like heisting in his game, power. He's so good on his edges. I mean, he's got all the best defensemen in one from like that i can compare him to like i mean i watch him play and i can see how in power skilled wise i can see Meryl mural heiskanen like you can see a little bit of physicality there like he's got it all he's the whole package he's a rock star usually when you're when you're a complete defenseman you're a rock star because you can do whatever you want you jam out so <laughs> i <laughs> like always, that it's always, a five, it's always a five-star event right when you're a rock star defenseman so he's got it all yeah. very exciting yeah, I, and of course
0: I have Dickinson as well. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he could have gone to a better coaching staff, and not to knock <laughs> the Niagara Ice Dogs at all. Um, when you're dealing with the Hunters, and, yeah, there's a, a pretty record. solid chance you're
1: going to be successful, and uh, you know, you go from a got from a new ownership yeah. year one, and then you go to to London. There's a difference, yeah, big time. There it is. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, it's,
0: it's amazing to see. And he was going to get this chance in Niagara. I'm not saying he wasn't. But uh, I think he's going to be in a lot of big situations for the London Knights this season. Uh, I think not that he's going to be an answer to all of their problems. But I think as a young player, he'll fill the needs of yeah. young players in the league. And he'll exceed them. You know, you know, it's it, it, it's you have an expectation for guys and we, we always ask players kind of, you know, how they're feeling heading into the season, what they want to accomplish, what they want to get done. I think anything that is planned out for Sam Dickinson right now is going to be just everyone's going to be through the moon, you know, excited what gonna... about this player moving forward. And I mean, if your team is not necessarily saying, is he a for sure first round pick in the National Hockey League draft in a Terrible. couple of years? It's early, yeah. It's early to tell. But if your team really sucks on defense, unlike the Red Wings, because we have Sider and Edvinson, but uh yeah, they, he yeah, might he might be up. a solid choice to look forward to in a couple
1: of drafts. Yeah, exactly. You know, right on the head. And you know what he's gonna play like? He's I honestly believe he's a year ahead of what Evan Bouchard was at sixteen. And if you're a London Knights fan, that's exciting. Evan Bouchard. I was going to say, Evan, Evan
0: Bouchard. Bouchard was in the dressing room watching the TV
1: thinking they yeah. lost. And then... Yeah, he's a year ahead of that. Yeah. He's going to play. He'll play. He'll play. Dickinson's going to play. Um, But this year for Dickinson, I think it's going to be like what Evan Bouchard went through in his draft year, when the London Knights got swept home and sound. But Evan Bouchard played all those minutes. Mm-hmm. I think Dickinson's going to play a lot of minutes late in the year. He's going to develop. He's going to develop throughout the year. Maybe not right away but you're going to see him develop. And similar to their forwards, Denver Barkey's going to play a lot. But that's it's going to be interesting to see uh, Sam Dickinson, that's for sure. And uh, he'll play a lot of minutes in the second half of the season, I think. If he, if he improves throughout the year, because you know how the hunters are, right? If you earn it, you're going to play. Yeah, But they'll give you opportunity, and I think he's going to get opportunity. Who will win the coach of the year honors? Yeah, so coach of the year, that's a tough one because last year, Last year was interesting. Um second half, you gotta go Jay McKee. So yeah. my picks my picks this year, I had two. Greg Walters, Owen Sound, because I think Owen Sound's gonna have five thirty goal scores. And just look at their numbers and you can see the projections. Five's reasonable. Mm-hmm. That's a successful team. So I'm gonna go Greg Walters, Jay McKee. Because Hamilton's gonna be good. I, I know I'm gonna get a bash for this, but Hamilton is going to be good. Van Vliet, yeah. White, Moore, Grushnikov, Donovan is your defensive core. That's above average. Yeah. That's above average. Um that's a good, that's a good defensive core. So obviously you lose Jack Eisteos. Those are big, but Grushnikov's gonna kill penalties on his own. Van Vliet's gonna be the best. He's gonna be your new uh, shot block tracker. Yeah. Just Grushnikov.
0: Who cares about the rest of the team? Just him. Yeah. That's how good he is at that.
1: 100%. And then Van Vliet. Van Vliet's going to be the best defensive defenseman in the Ontario Hockey League this year. I would bet anyone on that one. Noah Van Vliet last year was so good in his role. Was so good in his role. And he's the type of guy you pull for. So Noah Van Vliet's going to be good. And Donovan's going to be really good. Moore's going to be good. White's going to be good. Like... They got their
0: decor back. That, that's the thing. This team, this Hamilton Bulldogs team is going to be good and they'll be without McTavish. Not a chance. There's no <laughs> you, chance. So here's the... Here's, no way. And that's, I think that's what makes it even more exciting is this yeah, team has a chance is, to be really anxious. good. I mean, they were really good without McTavish before they got him last year, but coming yeah. into the season, don't enough expect, to get him? not a chance in hell he comes back. <laughs> but...
1: That, oh, like, the, there's a lot of excitement center.
0: around it. And Anaheim's
1: deep at center, hey, I guarantee you. Uh, oh my god, they probably are probably not too aggressive on this. I i would put sure, Steve Steyos has had a phone call with the Anaheim Ducks,
0: yeah, yeah, oh yeah, gotta, sure gotta, gotta
1: you gotta keep in touch for sure. So, if you're Steve Steyos, Jay McKee, are you calling up Anaheim saying, Here, absolutely, the, you are. Here's the deal, here's the deal. As I can't say it was a straight here's thing. the deal. You guys aren't going to the playoffs. You want him. We want McTavish. <laughs> you want him to be, you want him to be a center, not a winger. And I think that's a big thing. McTavish wants to play center. When he came mm-hmm. to Hamilton, you want to play center. And we saw that. Obviously, he's the best player in the league. So then he goes to Anaheim. He's gonna play the wing. Third line wing isn't. Isn't good for a young guy. So if you're Hamilton, you have an argument, something to put the word out there. Obviously, I can't even say this with a straight face because yeah. it's probably not going to happen. All right. But there's probably a ninety-nine oh, I mean, I mean, that's ninety-nine point eight percent chance, a point two percent chance he comes back. Like yeah. not a chance. But like, like if you were to put ten dollars down on McTavish coming back, you, there's a solid chance you would win at least ten grand.
0: Yeah, that's what the yes. odds are. Thank
1: you. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy, but. I just think, though, it's something that you put out there where, hey, you have a chance to be a first-line center. Here, Dylan Strome came Under Jay McKee. Yeah, instead of being a third-line winger. Yeah. Because the third line's tough in the NHL. Third line's tough in the NHL. And we saw that with Philip Zadina. Obviously, big difference between players. But Zadina still isn't what you thought he was going to be. Mm -hmm. So it's something to put out there. Yeah. But McTavish, yeah, he's an Anaheim. I agree. It it would be nice so for the league. It would be nice for the league Big time. Um, my coach of the year, I'm going with newbie.
0: Chris Dennis with the like Kitchener that. Rangers. It's hard to argue with how talented this Rangers team is. Like you said, how many leading, like how many guys are coming back that like the of their team ten. scoring? Yeah, like nine out of their top ten leading scorers are back. It's you know, What's the, the new ones? just yeah, just just up and down this Kitchen Rangers team. I mean, I pulled up now that regular season is coming. It starts Thursday. You got the regular season rosters up on the OHL website now. If you look at the Kitchen Rangers roster, the second column over indicates rookies. Give me a second while I scroll down to find mm-hmm. one. Um there is not one star underneath the rookie category for the Kitchener Rangers. Yeah, Not one, whether or not that's a good thing. You kind of have to weigh the positives and negatives, but they have experience. And I think that that says a lot. It, we talk about this division, how good they're going to be when you got, have guys who have played games in the league, who have played meaningful games in this league. And remember this team upset the London Knights in round one of the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that was you know Chayan was part of the team. He is not back this year, although Parsons is. They kind of split time in that series and throughout the playoffs and a lot throughout the season. But um, like to just just to take that experience of winning a game seven in London, which makes it even harder. Chris Dennis, he's got all the tools. And I think with his experience at the pro level in the American Hockey League with the Chicago Wolves, yeah, I I think it was a perfect fit. I think Mike McKenzie knew exactly what he was doing when he stepped aside and was just taking on the general manager role again. Um, this, this is all part of his plan. He saw the team that was going to be on the ice in Kitchener in 2022-2023, and he goes, all right, I'm going to step into the general manager role. I'm going to focus on getting... That high end, that Mason McTavish trade at the deadline, you know whether or not they need it. We'll see how the season plays out, but he's going to focus on parents. that. And I, I like Chris Dennis. I think the system's going to work with Dennis. I think he's yeah. going to have his players up and ready to go every night, right from the drop of the puck. So uh, I'm excited for Chris Dennis and the Kitchen Rangers this year. And we're right down the road, so maybe we'll go to the odd quite a few times this season. Yeah, for
1: sure, and that, that's intriguing too. Kitcheners definitely an intriguing team. Them and Guelph that'll be a fun rivalry to get going this year.
0: All right, uh not about eight minutes left until we hit the break. Uh, who will be the league's top prospect for the 2023 NHL draft?
1: Cam Allen. If I haven't missed my top defenseman, you got to be the top prospect. I mean, I don't uh, – no offense to anybody else, but right now Cam Allen's yeah. the guy.
0: Yeah, I, I, I have him too. Uh, TSN's eighth-ranked prospect heading into this season. 37 points in his rookie season. He was a plus 13 on a Guelph Storm team that was up and down like the stock market. Yeah, Um, You know, just like like you said, he's you you have him for possibly the top defenseman this year. Uh, Yeah, I think he has a chance to move a little bit higher than eighth uh, on this list. Again, it's all about the start of the season. We talk about how good the Erie Otters have to be early on. Um, If the Guelph Storm aren't having a good start, means cam allen probably isn't having the start he wants so uh, look for him to make his presence known early on in the season for sure um, yeah and then in terms of player categories last one who will be the league's most outstanding player of the
1: year this was very tough this yeah, was very a tough a lot of lot of choices yeah and it's always one of the tougher ones to pick yeah but in my opinion, I think it's got to be Luca Del Bell Balloos. Mississauga's going to be good. I think Del Bell is going to have a massive year. Um, drafted now, he had a good year last year. Del Bell is my pick.
0: Yeah, I like that. Mississauga, James Richmond's going to have him going. He knows the ex- he's got higher expectations yeah. right now for Del Bell Uh Team in general. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like that pick. For me, going back to Hamilton, man. Jeez. I think it <laughs> I think it helps with the kind of playoffs that this guy had. I'm just going to pull up his stats quickly. Uh, let me just, you no, know, let every refresh everyone's me, uh, memory. Um, <laughs> if I, he uh, played 19 games. He had 39 points. He had 17 goals, 22 assists. Uh, Logan Morrison uh, is my pick to be uh, most outstanding player in the Ontario Hockey League and just he, he's got everything 100 points in the regular season he was a plus 44 um he's going to be an overager in the league i don't know what he has to do to get a contract but uh yeah the very talented player uh you you talk about it uh, with, with Hayes who i have for the leading score those two are just going to feed each other back and forth it's going to like i said a lot of goals a lot of sheets mm-hmm. are going to have those two names next to each other. So uh, I'm going Logan Morrison. Just he can do it all. He can. He's just an all-around good player. Definitely good pick. Good guy too. Yeah. Um. Do we do team now, or do we hit the break and then do teams and then a the featured game? Want we'll to do divisions now? Yeah, we could do divisions we can now.
1: Pre- get it. Re- then we we'll just do the playoffs. Like who we think is going to.
0: Yeah, we'll round out the show with conference, uh, conference winners and... and then OHL champion. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. All right, uh, Midwest division first. Colin, who's your pick? Yeah. I mean, start off with the best division first. <laughs> like... Do you
1: want to come back to the Midwest? <laughs> do you want to do the Midwest? Yeah, we can do the Midwest last year. Let's go the West first. Okay, so with the West, this is a big one, right? Because you need Othman back, but I think the ability to have Lombardi, Othman, I think that's a good team. i got to go with the Flint Firebirds. Flint wins, are so going to battle it out. It's very tough. It's a coin flip because if Johnston comes back, yeah, the Windsor Spitfires are going to be good. And the Sarnia Stinger are going to be really good as well. Those three teams are going to be very good. They're going to battle it out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've got the Windsor Spitfires for this division. Like you said, it's all dependent on if Offman and Johnson are back uh, yeah. for their respective clubs. It, it's a coin flip. Windsor and Flint, just like last year, they went back and forth uh, throughout the season. They met in the Western Conference Finals. And again, another game seven, right? Yeah. It's what you want to see. Windsor won on home ice and, oh, well, they gave Hamilton a run for their money, losing in seven. And it just I like the Spitfires. I like Onishka that he's back. I still like his game a whole lot. Um, he's gonna take a lot away from going to a game seven in the OHL finals and just you know, a a low guy, not a low guy, but a nice player that I'm interested to see how he starts is Oliver Peer. And we yeah. talked about him with Manny Pava, kind of the expectation for him coming into this season following a successful year. Uh, with the Spitz last year, just you know, he's going to have to step up. Zito is no longer around. You know, guys are going to shift up in the lineup, and peers that wild card guy that could make that difference. Is he going to be Pasquale Zito? Mm-mm. Never yeah, know. I don't know about that. He might be, but it, well, you got to work towards it. I think Oliver peers a nice, nice low piece for the Spitz from last year to take a bigger role this year.
1: Well, here's the big three in my opinion, going in to look at the Windsor Spitfires to compete. It's Pierre, Abraham, and then Miedema. Yeah, Those three are big. If those three take a step up, and plus Johnson comes back, it's their division to lose.
0: Yeah.
1: It's their division to lose. That's deep. I agree. And when you look at division winners, you look at depth. Um, Goaltending situation is going to be interesting, but they showed last year they can do it. Obviously, they got to only go with one of the two, because of the OA situation. Let's say go with both two OA goalies, but likely not. No, Yeah, so that's an interesting situation there, but Windsor's going to be good. Sarnia will be good. Flint, those are the top three, I would think. Yeah.
0: Uh, East division, Colin.
1: Yeah, the East. Uh, I got to go with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Um, Ham- Hamilton, Peterborough. Kingston's going to be interesting. See what Kingston does. Mm-hmm. Um, Does Kingston get better? They made a nice move for That's the thing. The pressure goes from white right being around. Yeah. Do they get better? That's the one question mark around Kingston. Do they get better? Um, But I got to go Hamilton, Peterborough, Kingston, Oshawa, Ottawa. Ottawa will be okay. But when you go to look at that division in order, when you look at it and watch the preseason so far, that's what sticks out to me.
0: Yep. Um, East Division, I've got the Hamilton Bulldogs as well. Uh, Marco Costantini is a huge part of that. We talk about Logan Morrison. Uh, we talk about Avery Hayes. We talk about their blue line, uh, how good it was last year. It's going to be just as effective yeah. this year. Um, obviously, three guy, three key guys not back, and Colton Cameron, Arbor Jackeye, and uh, Nathan Steos, But, uh, yeah, it's still going to be a good blue line. Um, talk about other teams. Oshawa Generals. Who, who's going to keep the puck out of the net behind Lever? I mean yeah. – that uh, Can Lever handle the workload of the full season? I mean, him and Pappasack has kind of split time last year. So I'm really interested to see how that shakes out. Um, yeah. if, if Patrick Lever is able to do the job and not, not knocking Lever at all. I think he's a solid goalie. I think, you know, he can steal a couple of games throughout the season, but um, would it be sustainable uh, over the entire year? And I mean, what are they in front of him? And uh, it's just it's yeah, Oshawa's. You don't know what they are, you don't know what they're gonna last well, I it's, think it's even last is- year, like it was kind of yeah, Callum Ritchie obviously is gonna be a huge part of that, and he's high on Bob McKenzie's draft list. But I mean, I don't know, Oshawa's weird this year, they're yeah, they weird. Are. The schwa, I don't know, yeah, I don't it's know what to read into them.
1: It's an interesting year, that's for sure. It's a question mark, it's similar to me like Kingston, those two teams are very similar, in my opinion. That was similar last year, down a mm-hmm. stretch. Uh central division. Yeah, the central the central is interesting. I think there's a team that's up top, and then there's a drop off. Mississauga Steelheads won for me. Sudbury's interesting. So Sudbury, in my opinion, can su- who's gonna play defense on a sun- on Sudbury? So I'm gonna go Mississauga, Barry. Mm. Uh, Sudbury, Niagara, North Bay. Interesting. Yeah. Niagara, Sudbury are going to be very close. It's mm-hmm. a chop between Sudbury and Niagara for the third spot, but I'm going to go Mississauga, Barry hesitant on Sudbury, North on Sudbury, Niagara, the North Bay five. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going Barry
0: Colts. I know Mississauga steelheads are in the top 10 uh, to yep. start the year. Not that I read much into that anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but i i was a really big fan uh, of the trade with sarnia to get anson thornton yeah um, good I, I really i really liked that move and i mean he wasn't going to get the biggest opportunity in sarnia anyways um you know maple ontario native last season you know the numbers weren't stellar he had a 406 goals against average Safe percentage was 883 you know record 8 and 16 but i don't i still like his game um I still think he has a lot to prove in this league I think that Barry's a good spot for him. Uh Marty Williamson I've always been a fan of him I've always you know since the Niagara days uh kind of getting into it uh with Ted and with the Ice Dogs seeing that Eastern Conference championship team and how Marty Williamson handled that team and how he coached that team I'm still a big fan of him. Yeah. Um you know up and down Ethan Cardwell uh he I look at him he's going to be Oakland Bo Jelsma, I mentioned him a couple of shows ago or last show. Just what's he He going to do this year? I'm I'm excited for that. And, you know, I talked about this with the Kitchener Rangers and their rookie situation. Barry is the exact same. Not one rookie on their regular season roster to start. So I I like the experience factor that the Barry Colts have. Um, Yeah, and that's big. You can't teach that, right? All right, Midwest calling before we hit the break. Midwest division.
1: Yeah, Midwest, I mean, that's a tough. It's very tough. So I might start from the bottom in this one. All right. No, no, no. I'll start from the top. So number one, Owen Sound Attack. Two, I'm going the Kitchener Rangers. Three, I'm going the Guelph Storm. Four, I'm going to go London. Five, I'm going to go Erie. It's going to be very close, So between yeah. London and Erie. Very close. Um, in my opinion, I think I thought London had a very bad end of the season last year. I um I don't think it was a good end of the year. Obviously not satisfied with that a first round loss. And I don't like, yeah, they'll be good, but you can't expect Sam Dickinson to be the best defenseman in the Ontario Hockey League year one. Yeah. And that's gonna be tough. It's going to be interesting to see. I think Bryce Montgomery is going to have a good year there. I th- think mm-hmm. McGurin is going to be big for them. I think Barkey's going to be good. They're going to have pieces, but can they step up? And usually when you hear about scoring by committee, that's usually not a sign for a good season. When you think about scoring by committee, when you hear things saying scoring by committee, that's usually not ideal, right? Like usually that's a rebuild tear. Yeah, You don't really hear that too much. Yeah, you hope for offense up and down the lineup. And I mean,
0: championship yeah. teams
1: have that. But you don't yeah. plan for that. Exactly. I guess,
0: is a better term to use. Um,
1: Owen Sound can have five goal five 30 goal scores. Yeah. Can't that's tough to match up with. Gualf's gonna be good. Kitchener's gonna be really good. Yeah. Erie will be good. So it's gonna be interesting, but that's my top five. Yeah. Uh for me, Midwest division, I'm going Kitchener
0: one. Um, yep. a lot of that has to do with coaching staff, front office, and all the experience they have. Francesco Pinelli, the captain. Yeah. Um, excited for him to come back from King's Camp and be just stellar this season. Um number two, I'm going Owen Sound. I really like them. I'm ready for Gavin Bryant to explode uh this season. Yeah, good preseason. Very excited for that. Uh um, Barlow, obviously, he's gonna be uh, very big for the Owen Sound attack. Uh three, this is kind of where it's a toss up between Guelph and London. I do like your points on London well, about
1: bull well, things interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? It's
1: Grimes is out for a while. Oh, tough.
0: I, I I have London three. Okay, Guelph four and Erie five. And again, it's not a knock to Erie. It's not a knock to Guelph. It's this division is going to be good. It's going to be close. They'll uh, all make I'm, the playoffs. Like yeah, like num- the number one team who I'm having is the Kitchen Rangers. Could easily just be separated by the fifth team by fifteen points. And yeah, that may sound like a lot, oh, but when be. you look at the central division last year, I think the difference between Niagara and North Bay was probably like what? 30. Like that's... it was, it was a wide margin. So it, it's going to be close. You can't deny that the uh, Midwest division won't be the best division. I think that's already been decided that it's probably going to be the best. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to pull it up here quickly. Cause it's going to bother me. Yeah. North Bay 93 points. Oh God. A lot more. Holy crap, (laughs) 45 points separated first and last in the last year. It's not it's not even going to be close to that. I mean, you could talk about the Midwest division. I would say 15 right now. Um, London Knights were the top team in the Midwest. They had 85 points. Erie had 58. So that was less than 30 points between yeah. first and last in that division it's going to be a lot tighter this year but I just, I just like the kitchen rangers offense i like their i like their guys up front especially in that top six um it's going to be a good season for them and i mean parsons has to be big a lot of this factors into how parsons plays yeah. throughout the year right because yeah. there were a lot of doubts with him that's why Chion kind of had a little bit more of a workload as they went down the stretch and into the playoffs just he was just playing better and yeah. obviously you got to go with the hot hand heading into the playoffs, especially against London in the first round. But you know, it's it's interesting to see how he's going to play. If he's good, then they're going to be up there. But if he's not having a great year, if he's not having a great start and they get midway through, uh, you might see Kitchener in like a three spot in the Midwest division, three or four spot in the Midwest, because, you know, goaltending, they're just, they're going to score. They just got to get keep the puck out of their own net.
1: Yeah, exactly. Goaltending's the biggest part of your team, right? Goal has yeah. got to be your best player to win.
0: Big time. All right, time for a break. That was a lot of that was a lot of talking. Yeah, Jeez, man, <laughs> need some water now. Oh well, no big deal. All right, when we come back, the first featured game of the 2022 2000, 2023 OHL season. We'll get you set for it, and then we let you know who we have representing each conference in the OHL finals, and then who wins. Should be a fun chat to round out our season preview show here on the OHL and sixty podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demani, along with Colin Ward. Final segment before we round out the show. We are going to start with our predictions for the conference finals. And we will start with the Wayne Gretzky trophy winner. Who is going to be the Western Conference champion this year, Colin? I
1: have the Owen Sound Attack over the Windsor Spitfires oh, in the conference final. Man. um, I think Owen Sound's good. I think Owen Sound's good, and I think Nick Shenard's going to have the Marco Costantini season last year. I really like Owen Sound. I like the way they play. Um, their head coach, Greg Walters, is a very good coach. Old school. They're going to play hard. Um, Last year, I thought they were going to be really good in the playoffs, and hey, they did have a good first round against Flint. Mm-hmm. Um, Just didn't go their way before seven. But I think the Owen sound attack are built for the playoffs. And I think that team is going to play very hard because every team, Greg Walters coaches plays hard. You can't think of a team that doesn't play hard. His Oshawa generals teams played hard. I think Owen sound really responds to him. Um, He's very hands-on when you see Owen sound play last season. I mean, you can hear Greg Walters, you know, he's coaching. So I think Owen sound has a really good season and i have owen sound winning the western conference all right i like that um
0: for me i have the kitchener rangers representing the western conference um right on yeah just it, it, i think i think it was given that the western conference champion is going to come out of the midwest division um, yeah and so, like i i'm with you owen sound kitchener they're going to be neck and neck i like those two right at the top of the division um i i just think <laughs> with kitchener I think there's going to be a move made that's going to really set them apart. I think they're going to be that team this year that they're going to go all in for. It's yeah. been a while since the Kitchen Rangers have, you know, been competing for an OHL championship. Uh I th- I think they have the team to do it entering this season. I think there's going to be a lot of moves made. Um and and again, just the experience factor, right, whether it's here, whether it's their imports coming over. Um it's it I think it's going to be a good year at the odd um, Mike Farwell, you're in for a treat. I think I think it's going to be a good year uh, yeah. while you play yeah, yeah. in uh, in Waterloo. So, um, I think you'll really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I have the Kitchen <laughs> Rangers coming out of the West. Um,
1: Bobby your Trophy champions coming out of the East. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I mean, you know, I think that I think there's two teams right now going into it that are going to be very neck and neck, just because of the experience from last season and how. I mean, feel to the fire from last season for Mississauga. I'm going to go Mississauga-Hamilton. I'm going to Mississauga over Hamilton, though, in the conference final. So, Mississauga, Eastern Conference champions. Owen Sound, Western Conference champions for me. I
0: was going to say, I'm here for that coaching matchup.
1: Yeah. In, in that
0: conference final. Jay McKee, James Richmond. Man, I like I mean, we had that in the second round this year. Obviously, Hamilton was pretty freaking good. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, it's, it's always, it's always fun. And we even looked at that going into the second round about how the coaches were going to adjust in game and the winner. Yeah. Obviously Hamilton was a way more talented team, but it, you, know, you just had to look at some of the in-game adjustments from each coach and wonder, Hey, yeah, I like that. Or mm, that might've cost them a goal or, you know, as great a opportunity for the other team. So it's just, it's going to be that kind. I, I agree with you. It's going to be that kind of series. It's going to be that kind of year uh, between the Bulldogs and Steelheads. So. I like that pick. Um, for me, this might be a long, sh- maybe not a long shot, but I picked them. No, I didn't pick them last year. I'm dumb. Um, but uh, I think they got their goalie. Uh, if they could have got another year from Guzda, that would have been unreal. But uh, yeah, you know, he aged out obviously. But I, I really like the Barry Colts. I like Marty Williamson. I like the systems that he puts in place. If Brent Clark comes back, this is an even higher chance that this happens. Um, but I have the Barry Colts coming out of the Eastern Conference this season. Um, like I said, I like Thornton and goal. Um, he's going to probably handle the majority of the workload. I think uh, just in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, Bo Gelsma, like I said, he's going to have a big role this year. Cardwell, obviously um, I, I like the Colts. I like their chances in the central division. I think we're back into the year of the Western Conference being stronger than the East. Um yeah whether the OHL champion comes from the east obviously it's you have to play the games but yeah I, I like Barry out of the Eastern Conference.
1: Yeah, I like that too. That's a good pick.
0: Um all right, Colin. Who wins the OHL championship in, in yeah, your so opinion? For, who takes the crown?
1: So for me I have Owen Sound Mississauga I'm going to say the Owen Sound attack uh, I, It's not the first time that's happened. Owens and <laughs> no, Mississauga in the NHL finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flashbacks, but yeah. Owen Owens sound attack for me. I mean, I like Owen sounds team. I'm all on the attack this year. I'm on yeah. the wagon. We're going to have to go there. I've never been to Owen sound. We're going to have to go. Yeah. There. And for the listeners, Gavin's not paying me anything for that pick. <laughs> no, uh, no, <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll,
0: maybe he'll let you win a hole at a sandbagger. He'll let you win a hole. A hole. <laughs> that's it.
1: Doesn't, doesn't even have to let me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just have to have less bunker shots than
1: all that mystic
0: oh my god point at my arm <laughs> um for me i have the kitchen rangers beating the barry colts i think the kitchen rangers are this year's ohl champion uh i'm all in for them and as much as yeah. we're part of the bulldogs and stay tuned for some very exciting news yeah uh, that's gonna but, be announced uh, probably
1: by the end of the week
0: yeah but uh yeah i like the kitchen rangers this year i think they're talented uh, top to bottom, so I'm I'm going with them.
1: Good pick. Good pick. Honestly, Kitchener's right there for me as well. Kitchener's right there for me as well. I mean, Kitchener's going to be good. I think last year, at the end of the year, I think I said Kitchener was going to be the best team, but then watching the preseason, I think it's just
0: mm-hmm. – they're
1: good. They're really good and good ads. They're well-ran. I mean, it's going to be a fun season. Like, this is so close. I mean, last year, you didn't really know who the teams were going to be, but you kind of did. I think this year's a lot tighter than last year.
0: Yeah, especially in that division.
1: Yeah. Oh. All right. The first feature
0: game of 2022, 2023. It's going down. Opening night. We had to do it opening night. We had to do opening night in the OHL. I think
1: we always do the Thursday too. We just have to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did a lot last year. <laughs> Travel
0: helps being yeah. being kind of close. Um, there are three games on the Thursday. Five Eastern Conference teams, just one Western Conference team. Uh, 7.05, it's the Erie Otters taking on the Peterborough Peets. 7.30, the Oshawa Generals are in Barrie to take on the Colts. Our featured game for the week goes down at the Meridian Center. The Mississauga Steelheads and the Niagara Ice Dogs. 7 o'clock start down in St. Catharines. I think we kind of set it off the top. There are quite a few storylines going into this game. Yes, Both sides, obviously, Mississauga having very high expectations, being in the CHL top ten, and then the Ice Dogs are—I well, don't know what they are yet. They've well, made it's, it. So the you're, you're waiting
1: moves. to see what this product's going to be. The Ice, the Niagara Ice Dogs, have to be the most intriguing team to watch this season going into the year, just because of what they did. The new ownership, a lot yeah. of change there, a lot of change there in the front office roster a lot of changes i mean there are a lot of moves i was gonna say you and, might as well call it a full tor- turnover that's what it's yeah. been like yeah and i think there's ex- and there's some expectations there obviously there's gonna be expectations for every team but they have legitimate expectations of competing and what an opportunity to compete playing pro- the top ranked team going into the season in the eastern conference probably so
0: mm-hmm.
1: top 10 in canada that is in the east uh so, yeah. if you want to go by that but It's a big one. It's definitely a big one. And it's interesting last year. Last year, the meeting wasn't very good. I mean, two and six for Niagara, six and two for Mississauga. So it wasn't very good for Niagara. So Niagara's got to come out. And uh, what a, what an opportunity, what an opportunity at home. I mean, you got to think the great one's going to be there. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, you got to think the great one's going to be there. He's got to drop the puck. eh? Yeah. Him and Darren. Gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Darren and fam. For sure. Yeah,
0: though I mean, whether you want to look at this stat or not, um uh, the Ice Dogs have not been close to the Mississauga Steelheads in terms of talent. At least the last two seasons. Obviously, the eighteen-19 season Niagara was better than a lot of teams in the regular season. But uh yeah. last five years that the Mississauga Steelheads have been to the Meridian Center, Ice Dogs are eight and four on home ice yeah, against it's the, the Steelheads. Split. So the split's complete opposite that. Eh? Yeah, I mean, whether you want to look at that and say, oh, yeah, that gives them a real shot. I mean, those Ice Dog teams were, eh, probably shouldn't have won as many games. Yeah. but uh, uh, Home Ice, obviously helping. But but I'm interested to see, like, like you said, a lot of questions coming into this year. Obviously, Pasquale Zito jumps out for us. Uh, we'll have to catch up with him post-game, um, you know, following yeah. this contest. We'll have audio for you. We'll go down. Yeah. Uh, with the guys from the dog pound podcast, we'll be down for the post game uh, presser with Daniel Fitzgerald. Come on to meet him, kind of see what he's like uh, off the ice following games. So uh, we're, we're excited for this one. It's going to, it's going to be a good night at the Meridian center. I think they're expecting a pretty big crowd for opening night this year. And
1: yeah, no um, luck.
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's just exciting. It's the season's back. We didn't have to wait as long.
1: Let's go. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, yeah, it's... we're getting right into it. Yeah. A couple and more uh, sleeps. Yeah. A couple I more sleeps. Say, I get, right I, get I get, more excited for this than happy Christmas. New year. Yeah, happy new year. Um, I think yeah. we got to start playing like the new year songs and stuff. Like, you know how on Instagram you can do those? Videos? like, Like
0: after the ball drops and everyone's like,
1: Yeah, with each other at
0: midnight and whatever. Yeah, but that song—that's called.
1: Yeah, what? What is that song called? Do you know?
0: It—it sounds just like humming. Honestly,
1: exactly.
0: Like it's—it's like like the Charlie Brown choir
1: humming. (laughs) Okay, Um, Thursday morning we go live on Instagram. I'll get my old. Remember the old recorder days in school? Oh God! They're playing. Man, I played a mean recorder. You should have seen me. I was. yeah, I knew. I knew the letters. Like the chords, I think. I
0: think every child growing up in Ontario knows like how to play Hot grass Buns, still to
1: this day. Yes, <laughs> yes. Could you imagine? We start so those videos on Instagram. It's well. I mean, I know you're not a TikTok guy, so I don't know no, why I'm even asking this. No, is that TikTok? Like those videos. Oh, so man, uh... you know those videos on Instagram, like I what like... reels. Yeah, those is those tech are those TikToks? I mean, yeah, it's I'm essentially, it's essentially Instagram's right version of TikTok. Yeah, yeah.
0: Facebook's got it too, I think. YouTube yeah. has those too. They call them shorts on YouTube, I think. I don't know what they call them on Facebook cuz the oh, heck uses yeah. Facebook. It's kind
1: of take away from TikTok. Yeah. But it's just TikTok. an interest. Like we do one of those videos happening and get the recorder going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cross bonds. That'd be wild. By the way, interesting stat. Niagara ice dogs for the first time in a while or ever don't have a home game on new year's Eve. Really?
1: Yeah. I checked that out. New year's Eve around the,
0: I think the they're game. on, I think they're playing. I just think they're on the road, uh, but yeah, they usually have a six o'clock start new year's Eve. Not this year.
1: There's a few. Which oh, my there's girlfriend's a few.
0: kind of pumped for Cause she doesn't have to be there for the Meridian center. So that's all right. Uh, that's and good. yeah, I, a- I have gotten final confirmation. We do have cinnamon donuts at the Meridian center. I got that this a couple of weekends ago. It is finally confirmed. If you like the donuts at first Ontario center, they are at the Meridian center now, but I can confirm the loaded tater tots are not. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it was, it was hilarious. She was telling me, uh, cause she does social media for the Meridian center for anyone yep. out there. And why would you know that? But, uh she, <laughs> well, got a, she had a comment on one of her posts the other day and someone was like, oh, can you bring back the loaded tater tots too? Like, I'm not the <laughs> only one that loves them. Like you get tater tots, cheese sauce, bacon, green onion, a little bit of sour cream. It's wow. It is. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good.
1: And they're gone.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, <sighs> that's maybe not. that's just because of COVID and they were limiting options.
1: Yeah. Maybe they
0: will be back, I did that but too. We'll have to see. There will be donuts. I can confirm. I like that. Yeah, I'm a Colin of Ward that. is going to have hey, some donuts on Thursday. Hey,
1: can yeah? Can um? Well, it's nice. I need that press box walk. I need that walk. I need <laughs> the donuts. I need the walk. That's the that's the reward of getting donuts in Hamilton. That walk is steep. Yeah, so there's a lot of stairs. So that walk, it's rewarding to get the old uh dozen of donuts there. It's a reward. It's a reward. Yeah, but sure. yeah. There's those things are good. Those things are good. And I mean, Hey, maybe instead of doing the cheeseburger chant the last minute, maybe we could do like, and I wonder I if they kept that. Can we, can we do like the donuts? Cause I would be pumped for that. I would be involved. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine leaves the press box, casually gets up minute to go. All you see is a guy down low. Let's go. Yeah. Donuts. Oh my God. No, no, there's Donuts.
0: donuts. <laughs> As Mike That's Farwell true. says, no cheering in the press box. Very true. Very true. Uh, but that that ends our preseason show or season preview show yeah that makes more sense season preview show uh the ohl and 60 podcast again featured game thursday september 29th at the meridian center mississauga steelheads niagara ice dogs make sure you stay tuned to instagram and twitter for updates throughout the night it should be a fun one to start the ohl season everybody enjoy the start of the year have a party because that would be absolutely awesome uh it's it's going to be a great weekend for sure for colin ward i'm reese demaney let's all have some fun this weekend we will chat again in seven days